Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pod 2112, the official podcast of the 2112 Group, where we talk with business executives and thought leaders about the technology, market issues, and indirect routes and market trends impacting the world around us. I'm your host, Larry Walsh. You know, um, I, I think about, I remember the days when Google was brand new and it was a, there was a search engine disrupting the market. And because of that, it is it is synonymous with with technology, with innovation, with cloud. But when it comes to commercial cloud computing, it hasn't always been that consistent. And in some cases, if you look at the when, you know the ones the companies we're talking about out in the market, Google tends to be the in the third tier of things. But that's been changing over the past year. There's a new CEO at Google Cloud, uh, Thomas Curran, who's really shaken things up doing a lot of acquisitions, but there's also new energy being being pumped into the Google channel or especially the Google Cloud channel, where partners are being engaged to take the services to market, help the customers realize the true promise of cloud computing, and also provide partners with real value. Um, it, it really is. If you look at it, you take a step back and you look at Google Cloud today, as opposed to where it was a year ago, it really is night and day. And a lot of that has to do with what the channel team is doing with its assets and its strategy. And what our guest today is going to talk to us about is engaging with the partners as partners to take cloud computing to the market and help the customers get the most out of it. So joining me today is Nina Harding. She is the global chief of partner strategy and programs at Google Cloud. Um, you know, she's has a lot of experience in developing and managing channels, having worked at SAP and Microsoft an oracle and uh, i think you're really going to you're really going to enjoy hearing what nina has to say about what it means to truly engage with partners on a partnership level and we're going to talk with her more about that and so nina why don't you uh why don't you come in with us on this and welcome to pod 2112 thank you larry i'm pleased to be here well we're glad that, we're really glad to have you why don't why don't we just start though because i there's a lot of conversation and a lot of attention being played to Google Cloud. Why don't you just take a minute just to tell us about what is Google Cloud today? Because I think there's, there's a lot of people out there that may have a, a misconception about what it is that Google's trying to doing trying to do with its uh, its commercial cloud enterprise. Absolutely. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Google Cloud really is um, on the forefront of helping our customers through our partner ecosystem really innovate and change and revamp the way that they are engaging with their customers and driving their business around the globe. The world is changing really rapidly. And it used to be that the big tech companies were providing you more like applications or core technologies, and then your partners were either selling that or providing services around that or even developing point solutions to extend it. But today, it's a different game. It's all about innovation. It's all about reimagining and re-engineering a company's business. And that's how we look at our partner ecosystem. They're an extension of Google, literally as Imagineers out there, as business partners, really advising our customers on how to drive their businesses forward and innovate in an expedited fashion. We look at that across uh, three main product categories. We have Google Cloud Platform. We also look at innovation and collaboration through G Suite, which has 
really fired up with the momentum there as well. And of course, we have all these wonderful point solutions that really make a difference to our clients, like maps technology. You think about what we're doing in AI and machine learning. And then you also think about uh, translation and Google search being available as part of the Google Cloud platform. You used this word I thought was really interesting, Imagineers. And we've talked about your partners, the traditional partners that are taking products and services out to market as having engineering capabilities that they're able to solve the customization and the integration issues of the customer. But Imagineers, is, when you said that, it, it drew a really interesting connotation in my head of of thinking beyond the customer. The customer may have a problem, the customer may have a need, but they may not actually even have the solution in their head yet. Is that what you mean by Imagineers? Absolutely. Um, We need to be business partners with our clients. We need to help them rethink new approaches, um, learn from maybe what some of these emerging companies, these companies that have come into their marketplaces as blind spots. Think about the big financial services banks and what has happened with fintech. It's a completely different approach. So when you now go into a Goldman Sachs or someone at the financial services level, their marketplace has changed as well. And how they have to think about connecting with their customers is different. So you're spot on when I say, when we're talking about working with our ecosystem and our partners, it's not just about giving them the skills and honing those so that they are fast and accurate and best in class in implementation. But it's also about exploring the dialogue on solving not just their immediate problem, but what are some of the bigger problems? What are the bigger challenges that they're facing and really showing up as that business partner with them? I like the concept, but it's one of these things that we've been talking about with with other vendors and that what they keep running into is is that we live in two worlds. We live in the world of, of what we're comfortable with, the things that we've done forever, which is sell product, walk away. Now you, you know, and then, then they come back with services. And so you sell services and you try to automate a lot of it, but it's still very much, um, very static in the way that it's, that it's delivered. And what you're describing here is taking a whole different concept of almost, it's almost sounds bespoke in nature of, of being able to extrapolate beyond the business models and the challenges to, to become real outcome based, uh, value, uh, a real outcome based value proposition. Absolutely. That's what Google does best, right? We rethink the way you do things. Let's go back to the inception of Google. How many search engines were there out there? I don't know, 13, 15. There were quite a few at the time. And then all of a sudden, Google came along and made it really simple and approached it a little bit differently and focused on what it was that ultimately that the customer audience wanted out of the search engine. That's how we approach just about everything that we try to do. It is really, uh, it's challenging to meet the needs of your customers. It's magic when you can do it simplistically. And that's the goal that we try to do and how we work with our partners. And then through our partners, that's also the conversations and the way that we encourage them to go out and really talk about their challenges and their business problems and innovation. The nice thing about Google is the set of tools and resources and uh, products that we offer 
lend very, very creative, uh, creatively to that. You go into the healthcare industry, think about big data and really going in and being able to explore your studies and do cancer research. Well, there's no company that's done bigger data queries than Google, right? And it's part of the core DNA of the company. It's what we live and breathe every day. So when we extend that in working with healthcare companies, or we go into oil and gas and we look at IoT, and you think about things, what maps can do in those technologies here, you start thinking about this company is really about innovation. And that's what is attracting the partner community to us as well, because customers associate to some extent, right, Google with innovation, with transformative thinking. And so they come to us and they want to have that conversation. And that's our job is to work with our partners to make sure that their seat at the table is not just about implementation, but is a longer, bigger relationship around what are they really trying to do in the industry. So you, you've said that the partner, your goal is to make the partner a partner with the customer. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that to a, to a partner that they're supposed to be entangled uh, with their customer? This, this is e- even beyond what we think of today as a, as a services-based model, that this is going to be about customer experience and customer satisfaction and really driving those value-based outcomes. Do you, do you, are the partners looking at this as interesting but still alien, or is this something that they already recognize as, as an imperative for their future viability? Absolutely. I mean, the, the difference when you're in cloud it's not just about, so I came from a world of SAP, right? So let's, let's talk about it there. SAP is the lifeblood. It's the, the core infrastructure of a company oftentimes. But there are often 30, 300, 400 other applications that reside around the company, right? All these different point solutions that have fixed certain needs at a particular time. When we're talking to our partners about bringing a company's solutions to the cloud, it's not just about their core infrastructure, it's about how all these other satellite systems engage uh, to meet certain market demands. So let me, um, let me break that down a little bit differently and how we talk about it with our partners and how we try to encourage that behavior with our partners. Because I think that's what's interesting. Um, typically when you look at measuring your partners, you look through the lens of what have you done for me and how much revenue have you either closed or influenced or even, shall we say, um, had on a recurring annual basis. You also are typically just looking at their skill set. How many certifications or credentials or certified solutions do they have? But what we're doing is a little bit different. How we look and differentiate our partners out to the marketplace, we're more focused on helping our partners uh, showcase where they have experience. And how do we do that? We do that through two concepts called expertise and specialization. Now, expertise is a really simple solution. What that means is that a partner can demonstrate that they have expertise in a particular industry, solution, or product area when they bring to bear a customer viable reference in market. So once again, the way that we're communicating the value of a partner 
out to the marketplace and even to our sales force and internally is measured by their customer success, not just by a CSAT store, but score, but actually by the success story. And that is always tying the partner to that customer with the Google brand and showcasing a story of innovation. Does that start to lead you down the path of what we might be doing a little bit differently here? It, it, it is different. I mean, it's not, it's not, unco- I wouldn't say the thinking is not uncommon. I don't think it's widely practiced today. Uh, mostly because what I've seen with, with other vendors is that they have a difficult time. They understand the, the importance of what you're describing here, but they have a difficult time capturing viable or meaningful measurements of it and then being able to use that for, for, you know, evaluations and compliance. How do you do that? How do you overcome the challenge of being able to measure that level of, of performance and acumen? In the easiest way, right? A customer is the best um, credential in the world. So if a customer is willing to advocate on behalf of a partner and document their success story or do a video or write a letter or give a quote on behalf of that partner about the experience they've had or the innovation or the result they've had, that quite honestly, is much more indicative of the success that they have or the proven viability and value that they bring to a customer than a CSAT score. A customer satisfaction score, it gives me an indication. And sure, that's super valuable. I love seeing those. But knowing that uh, a, a Fitbit, for example, will actually advocate on behalf of a partner, that's much more meaningful not only to me, to our sales force, but quite frankly, to other customers out there. And they get a story with it. So it's, it is a bit of a shift, though, from the traditional way that partners are evaluated, um, incentivized, and rewarded. How did they take to this change? When you approached them, I, you know, what, is it, how, what did you do to get them on board with this idea that it's not just about revenue and certifications? So one of the things that when I first joined Google, uh, now just about two years ago, is I went out and uh, had about 28 focus groups. We met with about 360 partners over two days. And I just listened. I asked lots of questions. We talked about different topics. And I sat back to understand from our ecosystem, what is it that they really wanted? And what did they want Google to help them with? At the end of the day, it came down to the customer and being successful with the customer and earning more customers. So if we both together put the customer as our main goal and our main focus, we'll both be successful, right? So then you want to build up a framework. You want to support the partners in helping to tell their success stories. So we do things like through our partner directory, you can go on there and with every partner, we actually publish their customer success stories. We'll even lend our brand to them. And in that way, not when our partner directory has gone from just being a simple listing of who are our partners and which geographies with which capabilities to let me learn about some of the customers in my industry and who helped them do that transformation. It's just looking at it from a solution orientation And really, honestly, at the end of the day, what customers are looking for, they're looking for a partner that's going to help them solve their challenge or maybe think outside of the box with a different example of somebody else that has solved a challenge they haven't even anticipated yet. 
before you implemented this this channel strategy and the way you start working with partners to help the customers, was it more of a traditional way of working with partners? Was it opportunistic and structured like we'd expect to see in traditional channel programs? And was it the thing that maybe was holding uh, holding Google back from finding its its footing and its success in the cloud computing market? I, I want to be fair to the to to Google and the team. I think it's an evolution, right? Um, certainly, we were more traditional in our approach. It's the approach I've also taken at other companies, right? Where you're measuring revenue, you're re- uh, measuring credentials, and it's not to say that we don't do those things. But the magic at the end of the day and what we're all after is the customer. And once you figure that out and you figure out how we both benefit, or actually it's not even we both, all three of us, the customer, the partner, and Google benefit from us telling that story, there's an acceleration that feels collaborative, it feels dynamic, it feels friendly, and it feels like these partners in this company wants to help me be successful versus just sell me something. And that is a nuance, but an incredibly different nuance that really helps put rocket fuel in your engine. Mm. Now, speaking of the rocket fuel, it, it sounds as though your channel partners are part of the rocket fuel that's propelling Google Cloud forward now. Um, can we talk in just a few minutes about why you need partners for this? Is that, and, and again, it's no no disrespect to your company, but it's the market kind of speaks in the language of there's there's two cloud companies. There's the folks up at Amazon, there's the folks up at Microsoft, and then there's everybody else. But Google's beginning to separate from the everyone else and get into that. It's a three way conversation. What role do partners play in that, and how important are partners in in being a, you know part of that at least rocket fuel mixture? Let me tell you a little. Uh orientation of when I first came in, right? One of the conversations we had is if I was asked, Nina, if you could do anything with the partners, what would you do? And I said, well, when we're talking to our field sales organization, I want us to be a partner first environment. I want us to think about how do partners play a vital role in every opportunity, in every customer situation. So we very early on, uh, well, I should say the last two years, what we've been starting to do is really put into the DNA of our sales force and everything we do, the partner. We've committed to 100% partner attached to every professional services engagement. That's a pretty big commitment. That means every time that our Google professional services team goes into an account, not only do we try to bring a partner along, but we try to establish the trust with the partner and the customer, and then eventually transition that account over to the partner. That's pretty compelling. That's a very different philosophy than a lot of companies out there. And then you take that to the sales um, side. We wanna make sure that we're looking that we have the right partners engaged in the sales motion, and that we're looking at every engagement of bringing the right partners into that conversation from the beginning and not looking at the partner just as the implementation engine. You don't reimagine a business by bringing the partner in at the end of the end of the cycle. So uh, we've committed from a um, core approach to how we go to market with our partners. What I would also say is quite honestly, our partners, there's no way that Google can know every customer in all of their challenges 
in all of their dreams um, out of this company. That's what I see our partners doing. They're going in and having those vital conversations where we can't be. And sometimes complimenting where we are and sometimes exceeding where we are. They're the ones that oftentimes have this deep, deep industry knowledge that can explore the caveats of really what's happening in media and entertainment today and, ha- and working with them on their next plan or what we're doing in public sector with these cities of tomorrow. All these kinds of conversations, that's what our partners are doing. So they're not, we often talk about them as an extension, but they're more than that. I mean, I, I feel like they are, they're, they're part of the team that makes our mutual customers successful. You know, you sound not just passionate about this, but really enthusiastic. I mean, there's a, there's a, you can hear it in your voice that this is, it's not just the, something that you was cooked up in a, in a conference room. You, you believe this. It sounds like this is, you've actually had not just a strategic transformation, but a cultural transformation. Has, is that still something that is a work in progress? Because cultural transformations, in our experience, do not turn overnight. It takes time for those to evolve and to take root. Oh, of course. I mean, it's always evolving and you're growing and it's momentum. But one of the advantages I think we've had is maybe because we were a little bit later to the game, Larry, uh, we've been able to learn from the mistakes of others and set some of the tone of how we want to engage with our partners and with our customers learning from the the strengths and the weaknesses of how others may have done it. But alongside that, you have a leadership team here that has been in the enterprise business, has been on the forefront of working with customers for the length of their career. And they've been doing it at multiple companies and had multiple experiences with customers. So yes, it's an evolution, but it's it's at rapid fire. Um, and when people get it, they get it and you can feel it. And I think there's a difference between a slide that's put up of this is our strategy to something where you can feel the momentum building and the partners cheering you on, the customers reacting, the customers trusting you differently and starting to actually invite you in to talking about some of their toughest business problems, not just implementing a particular solution. You know, we mentioned at the at the beginning of the podcast, your your you talk about your leadership commitment to this. Uh, the new CEO Thomas Curran, who took over earlier this year, um, he's been on a bit of a shopping uh, shopping spree. Uh, he's been made a few acquisitions, and there's you know if you listen to what the analysts are saying, they say that Google Cloud will not just want to make more, but has to make more as a part of its uh, its development. How do you envision? expanding your channel as you acquire more companies to assimilate those partners into what is truly a different model and a different philosophy? Well, the nice thing is at the core to our philosophy is simplicity, is collaboration, and is flexibility. So if those are the core principles on which you've built your partner program and your partner engagement strategy, as you bring in outside companies and assimilate them into Google. It's a welcoming environment. It's a a program and processes and infrastructure and engagement models that are built with the intention of flexibility. 
So I actually think we're uh, we're enjoying it. Um, it. It isn't so much a point of resistance as it is we grow stronger with each acquisition. Um, if you look at the framework, the, fam- the framework is really simple. We look at our partners and how we engage with them by behavior versus by type. So we look at, are you a partner that wants to sell our solutions? Well, as we bring on new companies, they their products go into the portfolio of offerings that our partners can sell. Or do you want to provide services? Well, likewise. Or do you want to build solutions? So we look at things by behavior, which opens up the door for that assimilation to be very easy. So you talk a bit about this being an evolutionary process. Where do you think this is all going to land? Where do you think Google Cloud is going to be both in the market as well as with its partners over the next three to five years? No doubt about it. It's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, it is. I am pleased. I've had uh, the privilege to work with some folks that I've worked with in my past lives at other companies, and now they're part of our leadership team here. Um, I I think we we have the momentum in our wings. We have the partners cheering us on. They like working with us. And at the end of the day, you work with people and you work with people that make it fun to work with you, remove the friction, make it easy and are positive and actually make you think bigger and brighter and and are optimistic about what the future has to hold. Um, I, I I am so impressed with what our partners come to us. We have partners like uh, Asada Systems, for example. I think it was 2015. They were partner of the year with Microsoft. Do you know last year they literally sold off their Microsoft business and they're all Google now? That's the kind of behavior that we're seeing right now. That's pretty incredible and that's fun. Um, And so as long as we are constantly focused on making our customers better and doing it with our partners and our partners have a voice in how we do that and we're doing it together, I think it's limitless. The space is is still rather young. Um, And, you know, just like Google came in as what, the 13th or 14th search engine, I I think a lot of people are watching right now what's going to happen with Google. Well, I think there's going to be a lot to watch over the next couple of years. And if the momentum keeps up, I, I think you and I will have a few more conversations like this one to see where how it all unfolds. Terrific. Nina, I really want to thank you for joining us today. It's been fabulous having you. Thank you so much, Larry. Well, everyone, that's about all the time we have for this edition of Pod 2112. I want to thank our guest, Nina Harding, the Global Chief of Partner Strategy and Programs at Google Cloud. I want to thank all of you for joining us on Pod 2112, a production of the 2112 Group. 2112 is a leading provider of research strategy development and enablement services for B2B technology and manufacturing companies around the world. For more information about how 2112 can help your business, visit us at our website at the2112group.com and also check out channel. 2112's news and analyst site that provides the best insights into business practices and market trends. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe to Pod 2112. You don't want to miss a single conversation with executives and thought leaders like Nina who are shaping the world around us. You can subscribe to Pod 2112 on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. It's easy to subscribe, so do so today. Thanks again for listening to Pod 2112. Until next time, I'm Larry Walsh.